What is the definition of saying? I love to know what it is because uh, I, I, in my own way, I, I am nuts, but I'm happily mad. You know what I mean? And, uh, and, and, I am Katarina, and this is Sound Effects, and the music and mental health podcast. Monday the 4th of November, I'm in Manchester, it's raining. Happy Mondays are back for their reunion tour, touring the UK until the end of the year. I'm in a coffee shop called The Tea Hive and I'm about to interview Bez. I will warn you in advance that this is not an interview with an academic or a professional, it's an interview with Bez. He has his own points of view about mental health. A lot of you may not agree with them. I don't necessarily agree with everything, but I'm fascinated by the way he thinks. And this is an opportunity to understand the way he thinks. He has a lot to say about what it's like to be a dad and his childhood and what it was like when he was homeless in prison. Uh, we talk about his relationship to drugs the time when he nearly died in hospital from MRSA and his overall feeling about what it means to be sane and how he feels about what people think of him. It's quite an alternative point of view. I was really curious to kind of understand where he gets his point of view from. Uh, he doesn't believe that mental illness really exists. So it was a really interesting point of exploration about the sound quality. I was recording inside the cafe. There's a lot of background noise. I've tried to reduce the sound a little bit, but the sound isn't perfect. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Brace yourselves. I believe that uh, the pharmaceuticals are like smack dealers, you know, uh, uh, passing on uh, drugs. And I think a lot of this, um, the thing with mental issues, is everyone's got some sort of, I, I've not got mental issues, I'm mental, but I'm happily mental, you know what I mean? So what is the definition of being in a modern society? I think they're pushing this uh, mental thing on to create customers for the, for the pharmaceutical uh, mafia, who are nothing worse than drug dealers stood on every corner of the street and people are going there feeling a bit low and down and straight away the doctor goes don't worry I'll prescribe you blah 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 whatever uh, medication he sees fit. Basically they're just creating customers and uh, I think they're pushing this mental health crisis too hard on the people, on uh, the general public and trying to make them believe that they've got some sort of issue going on and really it's an every, it's a normal so absolutely normal things to uh, have highs and lows in life and I, I think that, that that is my honest opinion on it all. I really appreciate your opinion and I really want to explore it a bit more because like, I mean for example, how do you feel about me when I say I'm a therapist? Well that's what, that's what a lot of people actually need is somebody to talk to in a, in a therapeutic type scenario rather than a, a cosh what blocks out your abilities to think and that's what people needed there should be uh, like 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 depression through uh, a loss of a close relative you know what I mean and uh, 
therapy and talking can really help you through that situation with people who've gone through the same sort of thing and, and what, I, what I do actually think is that therapy is uh, really important and there's not enough emphasis put on therapy because like uh, you go to the doctors and you like say this writes a prescription he's on whatever he gets permission for giving out these drugs and uh, I, I think it's really sad that I see so many young people young girls all on these drugs and I think it's awful I think what the what the fuck you doing and, and it's come almost like a fashion I mean, that's in my opinion I, this is only my opinion not because like it's like say I've, I've suffered lows right really massive lows in life and and I'm luckily enough I'm able to cope with it you know what I mean but I have gone through self-medication like smoking weed then doing all other stuff I don't smoke anymore I've, given, I've actually given it up and it's, uh, it's made it my life a lot better since I've been up smoking weed you know what I mean because I get a lot more done in the day now <laughs> But yeah, so it's. I think therapy though will, is the way forward, and uh, and because there's, there's so many actual lonely people out there these days, and because they don't have the chance to discuss and talk about what's going on in, in the inside the heads, you know what I mean? That that's what's causing the problem. But I think therapy is great, and and I I would make people drink distilled water as well, like waters without any chemicals in, because it rehydrates and and enables your mind to function properly. Uh, with your neural signals, you know what I mean? I think there's a lot of that going on as well. I think that would help as well as therapy, you know, with water, water treatment for people. Do you, so you drink distilled water? I drink distilled water. I drink loads of it every day. I become a bit of a water snob, really. I don't, that's why I won't have a brewing, eh? You know what I mean? Because I don't want to drink all, all the chemical shit what they put in the water these days. It's making me wonder whether I should drink it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, so I am, I have become a bit of a water I'm terrible really. And when I go away or anywhere, I take my own water with me. It makes a difference in every part of your life, you know what I mean? It makes you look more youthful. It makes sure your brain's functioning properly. I hardly ever get ill. And if I do get ill something, I can uh, shake it off in a couple of days. I've not been to a doctor for I don't know how long it is. Last time I was at the doctor's when I came off the motorbike. Well, I got MRS bug. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so I was having multiple, multiple organ failures, all sorts of things. I had to lie, lie about with all my broken bones for months before they could actually well enough to fix that. It's got, that was in 99, so I've not seen a doctor since then. Um, well, the, some of it I didn't even know because I was in a coma. And I, I got given a four to one chance to live to make it through the night. And all my friends had come up and everybody, my relatives, friends, to see me. I was in some mad coma. Now the desperation, my girlfriend and my mum decides to get one of these things. So I've got all stuff put all over me, you know, like quartz. And they're giving it all that rapey thing going. And the doctor's going to my this fucking woman's mad, you know, watching me give it all, all that up and down there. And uh, uh, saying to my dad all the things they've done, and next minute I'm sat bolt upright out of the coma, you know what I mean? And had to get put 
back into a, a reduced coma again. So, so I know I was well enough to wake up. And that, that's why I try and set a, uh, know that I'm going to live for a long time here. I know I am. I've, I've already told myself here I'm going to do and I am going to do, you know what I mean? Set, well, I set an 140 year target for myself. Yeah, and, I, and the, the 140 years I will not be suffering any dimensional Alzheimer's. This explosion of all this shit ain't going to happen to me because I know it's all about prevention and doing the right things to make sure that that never happens to you. And that's the, the road I'm going to go down. And I convince myself that much in my mind that I can do it. And the power of your own mind over uh, what you do and what, how you do it, I, I believe I can do it. And I'm going to do it. And I'm going to be a, a thorn in the side to remind because because things sometimes memory only lasts as long as the, as the living is alive. So I'm going to be like the living memory. What will be a thorn in the side, like telling people what what I know and open to share and pass on uh, things what we're talking about. Well, like you say, I always say you ain't got mental issues. You know, you are mental. You know what I mean? Because of what is the definition of saying? I love to know what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because because uh, I, I, in my own way, I, I am nuts, but I'm actually mad. You know what I mean? And uh, and uh, I, I'm trying to be as, as positive as I can throughout life. You know what I mean? And trying to uh, positive acts get no positive reactions for myself. So that's what I try to do. And like I say, I've suffered uh, really bad roles myself. You know what I mean? Bad bands splitting up, going to prison, uh, being homeless, all, all these things. What uh, drive you to uh, no like feeling low about yourself and un unhappy with the situation you're in? You're in. But uh, yeah, I've always uh, rolled him out. Well, I say I've rolled him out. I've, I've always smoked, I've smoked weed and all other shit. But I've never been an addict or anything, you know what I mean? And I do, I, I still take ease and sometimes I'll have a line of cold, you know what I mean? But on a, a social level, you know what I mean? I, I'm not doing it because I'm depressed. But yeah, I've suffered all splitting up with your missuses, you know, uh, like loads of things, you know, the general things what drag people down in, in general. You no know, money problems and all that. When you say when you say to them, you know you're nuts, but you're happy. What, what do you mean by nuts? Well, people look at me and, and I don't mind them being perceived that. They think I'm nuts, you know, I'm mental, that I'm this thing. But I, you create your own reality, don't you? And, and like I say, it's uh, what is say what definition of being sane. Uh, and what the perceived definition is saying is I don't actually like that definition, you know what I mean? And I think it's a load of bollocks, you know, and it's uh, part of your engineering and conditioning what you've been put through in life to believe what's true. And the fact it's like, fuck, it's the worst thing you can possibly do to yourself on a mental level, you know what I mean? Because it puts so much stress and strain to become this fucking entity of... I, I, I don't know what to say now. I'm really drawn by what you're saying because I'm wondering whether it's bad that people think of me as just crazy. Like, is that is that uh, no, it doesn't bother me because because I, I, um, I've, I've created my own reality and my, my own existence and, and my own coping system. And uh, and I've read a great book. It's by uh, Theon Mayers. Have you heard of him, Theon Mayers? And it's the uh, Celtic teachings. And that has had a really positive effect on my life reading this book because it, it explains that if you concentrate enough on the uh, 
do it like breathing and all that bollocks that you can start mapping. I, I, they call it dancing on the edge. So uh, you've got to give up everything you've been sought to please to be right. Yeah, yeah, so setting yourself goals, all that. And you've got to stop doing all that and start dancing on the edge and creating your reality as, as, as you're creating it, you know what I mean? And become a, a, a sorcerer, like put, you become a sort of sorcerer. So you're, you're creating your reality as you go along. Well, yeah, I dance on the edge, yeah, yeah, I never make plans. Uh, everyone says what your plans are, I don't still know what they are because I don't have any. And I believe, uh, and I like this idea of dancing on, they call it dancing on the edge and uh, creating your reality as you go on. And I believe that life reflects back to you what you give out. So if, it, you, if life mirrors back to you, um, so if you're going to go around fucking like that, fucking really am, and people who you run into, you that, they'll mirror that back to you, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, so uh, it's great, you should read it. There's seven, there's seven volumes. The first one, what attracted me to the book, was, uh, it's called The Return of the Warriors, and it's talking about the fight, and that really appealed to me, but when I got right into reading it, I didn't realise this fight was within yourself, you know what I mean? And, and it explains how, how this whole living in, in, in a state of awareness works, you know what I mean, and how you can start creating, you know, manipulating your state of awareness to suit yourself, so I fucking love that and it's like seven volumes on it and it's amazing reading it, it, that completely changed the whole thought system, it, I really recommend them books, you know what I mean uh, God, quite a while ago I, I read a lot, you see you will never know it, but I do I'm quite, I, I, I like reading, so I do, do read a lot, I read all sorts like, me, me new ones at the moment is uh, I've been reading about British naval history, I like yeah, so I've been getting into uh, Admiral Benbow, but I'm lucky enough to have it, because I live in Hereford I've got hay on wire. Yeah, I read, I read a lot of, yeah, on, on all sorts of different subjects. I've read, I've read books by uh, Louise Hay, have you ever heard of her? And she talks about how your own thoughts can actually make you ill. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Uh, the power of thought and thought alone can make you either ill or better. It's amazing. Uh, it's I'd like to say yes to that, but, <laughs> but for me, it's uh, music's been my salvation, you know what I mean, because without it, um, I was going through um, a difficult time, you know what I mean, in and out of prison, anger issues, fucking, all the fucking roles you can get in your, in your life, being kicked out of your own, fucking living homeless, going to prison, fucking all that thingy, you know what I mean, and uh, for me, uh, becoming an happy Monday, it's uh, been salvation. And let let see a life what I really enjoy. I, I, I wake up in the morning, I open the curtains, and I say to Mrs. How fucking lucky are we? Yeah. You know what I mean? I've been incredibly lucky in that sense because I managed to drag myself from like a, a, a future of no, not, not looking too clever, but always believing that uh, that I always believe that there's got to be something around the next corner. You know what I mean? And that's that always kept me going through all my bad signs that uh, right now this next corner is going to happen whatever it is or not what, what it was but I always believed that something would happen and uh, what happened I joined the Happy Mondays Um, just uh, believing really yeah. 
I've always believed it, you know what I mean? And I still do. Now like, I've still not achieved what I want no, me, me, to my full potential. Yeah, so I'm still working out how I'm achieving my full potential. And uh, yeah, I'm still working on it. Well, I've got a vision of what it might be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, um, one of my things that I do here, I've got a chance to rule the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But first of all, I, I do without money. Yeah, I get rid of money, because that would end a hell of a lot of the depression. And I make everything for free. And the way I'll do that is uh, make everyone a worthwhile male member of society. And everyone contributes to this lifestyle of uh, freedom. So free food, free power, free everything. Because all anything costs is manpower, nothing costs money. So if you make everyone a member of the community and everyone participates into this free society, and uh, you've got to do so many hours a week, and that make everybody worthwhile member of society. You get, and it takes away the pressure of earning money because uh, the, all your basic needs are taken care of. And that, that would be one way to uh, stop low depression. Low, because it's like an hierarchy thing going on with money, where loads of people at the top have got shitloads of it. But even they're not happy, you know what I mean, with all the fucking... And the thing is, the people at the bottom scraping for the bits, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, do away with things like that, yeah. Well, it's just a, a theory of mine, you know what I mean? My theory might sound like it's absolutely ridiculous to everybody else, I know, but... I don't think it does, because I put the same that higher up, that money feeds into that system. If you're getting rid of that, the focus is on people's well-being. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like you're saying if everybody focuses on each other and the sort of society where they've got the emphasis on people's health, everyone... Yeah, it would be able to create a higher uh, level, you know what I mean? A higher plane for everybody to work on, rather than a plane where you're constantly struggling. Yeah. For me, what I want to do is... Uh, I want to um, get, get land, turn most of it to woodlands, create you know, gardens, small community garden, uh, gardens, uh, parties, upgrade living, set up a shack so I don't have to travel all over the world and get the parties to come to me, um, li li living in an uh, organic, sustainable way. And uh, like, like I live in a thing here at the moment, but, but the way I live, I don't charge anyone money. People live on the land, and all they've got to do is contribute to that lifestyle. You know what I mean? And that's what I believe. Uh, believe in. So my dream would be to turn farmland back to woodlands, creating what's it called, fucking doing organic gardening, polytunnels, intensive grazing with small amounts of cattle. Thinking, you know what I mean? Not uh, mass produced organic, but basically all organic farming, creating the small communities to, to sustain that lifestyle. And um, and, and that way is um, I can go into my old age knowing that I don't have to ask anybody for anything, and I, I can create, provide all my own medicines, all my own food, create and make everything I, I want, and it won't cost me nothing, you know what I mean? And that is like me, that's where me, I want me, me potential to save me in a, in a way. I 
never have to fucking go with me fucking begging bowl in the hand. And so that, that is my dream. But whether I get there or not, I don't know. Because so what I've done is um, in Salford because I was studying Salford. Like for the, the free food, what I did, did was I planted a 33 uh, orchard in the middle of Salford, and, and I said, uh, well, that's your first delivery of free food. Not only food, it's your bees and it's medicine as well. So it, it, I delivered three things in one one hit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and life without purpose. And if you can create purpose, that's what it's all about. Now, creating a purpose, then and you you've got life with direction and purpose. Then you, you you've solved that half the problems. You know what I mean straight away. But it's when you become without purpose that that is a difficult thing. Because I hate to wake up every day and think that no one. What, what the fuck I'm going to do today, you know what I mean? Did you ever have a time when you thought there was a purpose? Uh, yeah, but uh, through experience. Because uh, like the meaning, of, for me, the meaning of life is to you know, extend your awareness through, it, through, through, through actually living, you know what I mean? So as you go through life, my state of awareness and the way I feel living in, in, a, in awareness, you no, know, I, I hope that... Uh, I'm improving each day, you know, or with each experience and each day. You mentioned being mindless, you mentioned divorce, which is the worst. I, I obviously, I, I, I'm quite strong willed, and because of my will and my, my, my old will and determination and my ability to get along with people, you know, in the, it's like prison city. It's able to cope with it, and then um, and with the belief that I there's always something better around the next corner. I've always believed that, you know what I mean. It's, it's always kept me going. What was it like being in Well, it wasn't that bad to be truthful. You know what I mean. The only bad thing about it is uh, you can't just get up and make a piece of toast, cup of tea, go out for a little walk and all that. But um, I was able to cope with it because I'm a friendly person. I get on with people. You know what I mean? And it was just an inconvenience. But what it did teach me is that I don't really want to be come back to these places. I've been three times to prison. And each, you know, it's an inconvenience, really. I'd say uh, it's been part of the, of the making of me, you know what I mean? That whole, the experience, oh, for me, there's no such thing as a bad experience. Because uh, with each experience, I'd say, I'm extending my, my awareness. Uh, so, so my awareness has grown. And so whether it's bad or good, I, I look at it as, uh, no, that's the meaning of life, that's what you live for, you know what I mean? And so, so it extends one's awareness through, through experience. How your awareness raised? Yeah, it was, a, it was a difficult time. I've lived under bushes, fucking sofa surfing. I've been really hungry, starving, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've gone through all that. And uh, yeah, and again, I still believe. At first, uh, my belief system back then was that uh, I'll get myself out of it through crime. Yeah, yeah, and I realised that that wasn't the way way for me to obviously go to prison and everything else. And I thought, yeah, I want to give up the crime thing. I know to try and look for new directions, but uh, yeah, yeah, like I say, I've gone through like a whole fucking cycle of uh, different scenarios. Through that experience, I've learned, you know, and uh, and it's a, it's an it's an endless process. Oh, 
Well, nothing's easy, you know what I mean? Everything's got to be worked on, you know what I mean? And if life was easy, imagine how, you know what I mean? And, and it's, it's polar opposites and everything good and bad. Everything has a polar opposite. And, uh, and, 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 and it, nothing is easy, you know what I mean? If, it, if it, life was easy, we'd be all having it really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's no easy way of doing it. Something you've got to work on yourself, you know what I mean? Do you find people you're surrounded by have that same attitude? Um, well, not everybody has, you know what I mean? And, but you always uh, find that you attract like minds, you know what I mean? Through, so I, I'm lucky that I attract people who have a same sort of thought process as me as well, you know what I mean? When, when we were done this uh, programme called Singing in the Rain, when we went to visit the Ribera tribe in the uh, Panama, uh, in the rainforest, and these people, uh, they, you know, tribe, they just trade, they just wanted to join the fucking civilised world so much. And I'm thinking, how oh, it's, it's mad because you actually have such a nicer, fucking better life, you know, uh, living as a, a, a tribal, uh, as it was living. And they were craving this shit, this consumerism, bollocks, you know what I mean? And it, it really saddened me, you know, to see that that's what we wanted more than anything. And you all had television, all these fucking media things what they can now get you no know, influencing that there and it really it really saddened me because I thought god you've actually got it so much better because all that fucking shit brings you is like the need of to have something constantly you know what I mean that's interesting isn't it because in your vision that you describe it's like living how they are living well more or less going reversing back to uh, no another way uh, like I say but it's uh, like you never know when I, when I actually get to do it, if I ever get to do it, I might have another change of mind on it. <laughs> do you think that you will always have music as part of your life? Yeah, well, I'm not a musician, really. I, I'm just uh, fortunate because I, I, I came upon being in a band by pure accident, really, you know what I mean? It wasn't something I had planned to be. I wish I was a musician because... I'd have uh, more right side awareness because uh, I've read another great book about left side and right side awareness. Because your brain's got two hemispheres, got your left side and right side. The left side is we mostly work through left sided awareness, and the right side is where all the magic happens. You know what I mean? Because we have to use the right hemisphere at all of our mind. No, we, we could have the ability to uh, no. What's it called when you communicate without talking? Telepathy, and all that, all that stuff is all. We've all got this magic ability to do so much more uh, within our own lives, where we've all become uh, mostly left-sided. Do you think that something to I wish I did. It'd be bugger. <laughs> 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 yeah, it'd be brilliant. Was part of that other people helping you? Uh, no, I've always helped myself, never had any help off anybody. 
And uh, when we say with kids and that, there's always fucking say go and see the psychologist. I used to refuse for for that. You know what I mean? I'm not. I don't want to see no psychologist. I and I, I know why I do what I do. I know why I behave like I do. You know what I mean? I don't need someone telling me you know about it. So I've never actually seen any any help or therapy or anybody. I've always uh, never felt the need for it, so I've been quite fortunate in that way, really. Uh, so. What does that mean to you? Around you, you've suffered because I imagine you've seen a lot of things like addiction, maybe suicide, even bereavement around you. What does that mean to you? Yeah, well, I always say is uh, science always a healer. You know, with science, things will get better because I truly believe it is uh, a natural human thing. But uh, what you've got to know is that you, you're not there on your own, man. There's a lot of people, uh, and it's normal, it's a normal emotion, and you've got to ride it through, and that's what I always think, well, that's what I've always done myself, and I, that's what I, but I'm in no uh, position to give anybody any advice, really, because I've done everything wrong in my life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I've always learned all my lessons in the hardest way possible, you know what I mean? I've, I've never took the easy passage, you know what I mean? So I, I, I would, I'm not a man to give advice, you know what I mean? Because I've done it completely wrong by my life. Do you know what you've become, you know, like you've gone on the edge, so people know where the edge is? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I'm happy to be on the edge. That's where I live my life. Uh, I cut. But we call it dancing on the edge, and that's what I do. I, I, I live my life by dancing on the edge, and uh, that that is my philosophy for life. Do you see the power of that for other people? Because when you're saying you don't want to give advice, and I To be truthful, um, I get a bit annoyed with people when they're wallowing in self-pity. Yeah, so I ain't got that patience, really, because uh, yeah, I don't like that wallowing in self-pity. Like, it annoys me. So that's why I could never be a counsellor or give advice to anybody. Try counselling me, you're a very good listener. So that's good. That, that's obviously a, a trait you need as a counsellor, the ability to be able to listen. Yeah, and I can't imagine... You must see some horrific people have gone through horrific things who are struggling in life to overcome it. And I, I've lost my grandparents. Uh, I've never lost anyone like really close to me. I've got friends because I'm at that age. A lot of friends are dying now. You because know, there's a lot of people, men dying in the fifties for some weird reason. Through that, either like no feeling like they've not achieved or met expectations of what a man of our age would have met. All things held, you know what I mean, and all, all sorts of things. But yeah, like I say, I'm no expert really. I'm just got my own thought process and I've decided something's going on. How do you chat? Yeah, yeah, uh, everything okay? Wanna be something. Well, it's brilliant, I love being a dad, they love me, love uh, hanging around with me, being with me, and they know that I'm always there for them. Like, we've all spoken to me today, you know what I mean? The youngest on me up at quarter to seven this morning. Uh, I mean, I've got uh, my granddad now as well, so my granddad Bez, yeah, yeah. He's seven, which is good. And again, because um, if we own it, 
experiences with my father when I first found out I was having a child I was really worried about you know how I've been treated through life and whether that I would you know carry on this vicious cycle onto my own children and what I've managed to do is break the cycle which I'm really happy with and I, I, I swore to God at the time that I'd be able to that I'd do it I, I have done it and that move and it's there uh, really like I, I think it's I love that I've managed to do and I was so like it actually scared me you know what I mean when I first sound out I was really worried about in case I carried on a, a, a cycle of thinking because uh, I never really uh, agreed with the way I was brought on myself as a child yeah well it's, it's just through a, a really strict disappearing background and it was in the days when corporal punishment was deemed to be alright I grew up in school when you were whacking kids was normal you know what I mean so I used to get beaten a lot I used to get whacked at school and it just made every time I got beaten or whacked it made me more determined to be unruly because you know, uh, you weren't going to I weren't going to succumb to your violence you know what I mean so every time I got beaten it just enforced me to behave even more in a, 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 a rebellious manner yeah because I wasn't going to be beaten back you know what I mean by anyone so that's that's the effects it had on my life Were you angry when you were angry? Yeah no I've had a lot of anger issues uh, throughout my life yeah I'm so much better but like the man I am now is what, how I used to be when I was younger I have completely changed but like I said I've broken that cycle now just because I didn't agree with it and um, and I believe in, in a sort of like you might be a sort of therapy you know what I mean but through uh, talking and love uh, uh, no everything can be overcome and using uh, what's it called uh, where you let make your own decision you know what I mean whether it's right or wrong you know what I mean without enforcing it using that technique on I me mean, kids where ultimately it was their choice and, uh, and that's the way I've done it rather than enforcing the law I, I made them left it in their hands to choose the right path they know that I'm there no matter what you do or whatever happens I'm always there for you you know what I mean so basically it's giving them the, me love for me I've decided on the path what, what's the best for me and that's the path I'm going to go down and, and that path involves uh, a, a no fight as well like being a warrior and uh, I, I, I want to take the warrior's path I want to and I call like walking the path with a heart so if you walk a path with a heart and you follow your heart you should be alright when you said that when people treated you with the like, punishment you would react to. Yeah, well that's why that book first appealed to me, because uh, when I read this uh, and it's talking about the fight, that for me that appealed to me, because you know, it, it appealed to my nature to fight, you know what I mean, and I, I, love, I love the fight, that fight is um, of your life, the way you live your life, your own personal life, then uh, I'm willing to embrace that fight and fight with all my heart, you know what I mean, and that's what I do. Well, you can't always win, you know what I mean, yeah, so, yeah. But like you say, that, that's about the polar opposites, you know what I mean? And all about uh, raising your state of awareness, because if you never lost, you, know, you don't know what it's like to win, you know what I mean? So it's all part of the process of living in a state of awareness. No, I'd be gutted if I fight. If I had nothing to fight for, then I'd be a bit saddened. Uh, I, I like the fight.
Uh, it's really appealing to me. <laughs> all, all my sons have had uh, worked martial arts at defence medicine and because uh, I never wanted them to be bullied and you know how to defend yourself and finger, you know what I mean? And because that become come uh, you know, a deciding factor in your life, you know what I mean, if you become a fixer. So uh, for me, my sons, I've always thought on the sons how to deal with that situation because as a young man growing up, that time will always come and you'll have to stand there fighting, you know what I mean, and for, for a young male anyway, you know what I mean, because it's such a part of your breeding and everything you see and get fed. Maleness. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, there is a, a maleness, a way of being a man, I think. Um, I don't want to upset any feminists or anything, or a feminist attitude in life, because it's a touchy subject, isn't it? Well, it's a thought of uh, no failure, and, uh, and I was talking about that before. For me to end that thought process of failure would, would to be to make everybody uh, a worthwhile member of the community where you, you have your purpose and you, you're contributing to a way of life. Feeling of uh, no failing could be eliminated because uh, it's almost like you're set up to fail. Almost, you know, with this sort of un almost impossible uh, expectation in life, you know what I mean? It's awful, really, you know what I mean? And uh, and I say, if you've got purpose in life, you know, it just helps you immensely to uh, to cope with whatever you, you're doing. You know? And uh, that feeling of uh, that you failed and you failed miserably through, through social conditioning and engineering of expectation, you know what I mean? Because every age group has its own expectations, doesn't it, as you go through the ages. And, and you can feel like you failed if you've not reached these certain goals in life what you're, you're expected to do through each each age has its own expectations don't they you know what it's expected of you to be well, because I've uh, given up on my normal social engineering conditioning and fighting against it, I'm not really arsed, you know what I mean? Because uh, I've set myself on my own path. I follow, I call it, I follow the path of uh, if it's life support, if you do the right, if it's life destructive and it's wrong, you know what I mean? So I, do, I follow this path uh, through life and, uh, with, with everything I, I believe in and, and through food, water and health. I'm, I'm not really bothered what anyone expects of me. Uh, that's why I'm happy that everyone thinks I'm totally mad. You know what I mean? Because if I'm mad, then I'm happily mad, and I'm, I'm, I don't give a shit about me, uh, the expectation you put on me. And I, and, I'll, and I live without goals, without expectation. I believe in what I believe in, and I, I hope to, like, you know, found the secrets of longevity and happiness. <laughs> Because I, I think that's part of what happens in society. If someone is thinking differently, then you should do it.
I'd have sensed it maybe, you know what I mean? But, but that, that is one of our best exports around the world, is that and she said, Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. What he's saying, that's why I say what he's saying. Yeah. I love to hear the definition of being saved because I, I don't actually know what it is. Paul's definition of saved society, I don't actually like. You know what I mean? I think it's gone, gone wrong somewhere, desperately wrong. I don't know because um, what can I say about addiction is it's part of an escape process that when you're not quite happy with the circumstance. No, everybody needs that moment where they can escape their normal reality and some people just slide into it as, a, as the answer. I've never actually been addicted to anything, mate. I've got taken drugs and uh, things, but I've never been an addict, so I've never, uh, I ain't no uh, professional on it, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I use it as a, a, a temporary escape. Yeah. It's to, into a, a enjoyment, nowhere higher, no, and I've taken enjoyment out of it, you know what I mean, from that temporary a reprieve of, from everyday life. But then some people then you're like they're searching for that escape constantly and that leads to addiction. Yeah, I'm not afraid of no facing the problem, you know what I mean, or whatever it may be, because I always believe that uh, like say around the next corner, yeah, something's something better's gonna be there. Yeah. I will always carry that, I, I always believe that. Because it made me fucking throw up and sit. Yeah, and I thought, what's the point of this? And then monging in the corner, not talking. You know, I fucking hated that. It wasn't for me. I tried it, didn't like it, thought it was all the bollocks. I've had uh, been addicted to opiates through pain uh, thing. Uh, I've got quite addicted to that when I've uh, had my motorbike crash. Because they never weaned me off in the hospital and sent me home with boxes of fucking fingers, like drinking morphine for fun. And then I realised I'd become an addict to it and I just stopped. But um, I have the ability to just stop anything I want at a drop of that. And decided, so I did sleep for a month. But uh, what else? I decided I don't like weed anymore. You know, I was, was going to stop stop smoking weed. I just stopped on that. Just give it up. Nobody can believe that I did it. But to do that, uh, the way I gave that up was uh, I went on a fishing quest. It's called a fishing quest. Have you heard of it? You go out into the wilderness and you fast for four days and four nights, and the only thing you have is water. And so it, um, you work with it with the direction. So the west is the place of death. The south is where you deal with all your childhood issues. Uh, the north, you bring in your challenge, the discipline and responsibility. And, uh, and then the fourth day, fourth night in the morning, you're reborn with the east, with the sun coming up. So you build yourself a death lodge at the first night and you send your old self to the death, you know what I mean? It's like, I actually gave up meat for a year. Well, hell, hell yeah. I need to do it again to like, re reinforce everything. But uh, I, I even give up drugs taking drugs for a year, but I slowly slipped back in because I went to Glassman, it was really boring without <laughs> But I, the, the, the upside of it, I still haven't smoked weed from it, and that's over for, uh, 
I think it's three, four years now when I've done it. But I, I want to do it again. But it's a really uh, like positive thing because it's a, it's a form of self uh, therapy, and, and, and because yeah, you you are actually fasting. You know what I mean? Your body's resting, and you're slowly but surely moving into a, a higher level of consciousness. Yeah, you could see that. It's like a really powerful thing, and uh, I was sleeping between uh, a five thousand year huge thing and a really old old one that's been about 800 years old. I had this furious, beautiful mountain with it, so I've done it in a real magical place as well, and it felt amazing. Um, but the, the, the power that was surging through my body, uh, I felt regenerated completely. I, I felt unbelievable. I was, I was that buzzing, I could hardly sleep for two, two days after it, you know what I mean? Because I was like processing everything I'd gone through. Uh, the power I felt, you know what I mean, and it's jamming, you know, it felt so good, you know what I mean, it was unbelievable. And like I say, uh, I, 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 I dealt with a lot of shit when I was out there, you know what I mean, because you do this fucking self-therapy on yourself, you know what I mean. And because you're fasting as well, fucking right. And I was doing uh, the distilled, I took loads of distilled water with me, so I was drinking a gallon of distilled water a day. So, um, said, so I was doing a cleanse with myself with water. And because I hadn't spoken, because you do it on your own, because I hadn't spoken to anything for four days, I couldn't stop talking when I got back. Because you do it on your own, you know what I mean? Because yeah, you never get, because when you cross over the threshold, you leave everything behind. So you're total isolation, you know what I mean? For them four days and four nights. Yeah, it's like the most, like I've done all the other shamanic shit, but that what is the only one without the aid of anything was the most powerful experience uh, I've had. No, big brother. Well, for me, look, that is a, a sort of a psychological test as well. I absolutely had no clue of what the program was about. I went about it in my own particular fashion, and, and I actually won it. All in all, it was a good experience. I never done as much soul, and I'd done it my own way, and I still won it, you know what I mean? So. What I remember is that you were eating, and there was a woman Jackie Salome. No, well, I couldn't stand it for one. I was sat there thinking, that's fucking Rocky's man. How dare you talk to her like that? She's an old woman, you know, so it's obvious that she wasn't quite aware of Noah's surroundings and people were trying to bully her and be horrible to her. And I couldn't sit by and uh, allow that to happen in front of me anyway. So I just stood up and just told everyone what I thought. It's just for me, it's decent, say, common human decency and someone had to stand up from the packs and so to shut it and I felt like uh, that um, one it was Rocky's man I weren't having Rocky's man spoken to like that and I imagine yeah. uh, I kept thinking that's fucking Rocky's man no, yeah. you can't talk to her like that <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why you won but, well I, th I think it in Davis is a purple lynch brigade anyway <laughs> Well, there's something about morality, like you said, decency. I think you can see decency in people. Well, I guess what is, to you, what is decency? 
Messi. What does that mean to you? Well, just if it's life supported, then then you know that is is the, the right way to go. If it's life destructive, then you know it's wrong. Like they say, I'm I'm not a role model to follow. I would never uh, want people to think that I am I'm the man to follow because I ain't. Because like I say, I've done everything wrong in life. So I'd never use me as an example of uh, the way to be. Yeah. Thank you so much to Bez for that interview and thank you to Anita Herjet for arranging it. Bez is on tour with the rest of the Happy Mondays. They're going to be touring until the end of December. Um, you can still catch them, there's still tickets available. So at the end of this week, I think Thursday the 14th they're in Preston. Um, tomorrow, Friday the 15th they're in Newcastle. Saturday the 16th in Scunthorpe. Thursday the 21st in Manchester. Friday the 22nd in Sheffield, Saturday the 23rd in Bristol, Wednesday the 27th in Swansea, Thursday the 28th in Oxford, Friday the 29th in Cardiff, Saturday the 30th in Nottingham, Tuesday the 3rd of December they'll be in Cork, Wednesday 4th of December in Belfast, the 5th of December in Dublin, then the 6th of December in Liverpool, 7th of December in Leeds, 12th of December in Norwich, 13th of December in Northampton, 14th of December in Birmingham, the 18th of in Frome, uh, the 19th of in Bournemouth, 20th of December in Guildford, finally 21st of December in Lincoln. That's all from me today. See you next time.